Welcome back to the TTPA. Tatani Talks Pirkei Avos. This year where we talk a Mishnah of Pirkei Avos per day with sagely commentary and practical advice to say. We are in Season 5 with the commentary of the Svornom. Translation on the notes from Rabbi Palkovitz. We are in Perik Gimel. Mishnah Yudzayin. We are in Chapter 3, Paragraph 17. I want to give that PSA that we take our usual hiatus, our usual mid-winter, mid-year hiatus for about a month and a half, God willing, and then we'll come back. And God willing, we'll take another smaller hiatus later on in the year and hopefully make it to the end of the school year. So here in 317, here in Gimel Yudzayin, we have Rabbi Akiva, one of the most fascinating characters in the whole Talmud, in my opinion. Very fascinating character. At 40 years old, he saw the water making an indentation, making an impression, making a mark on the stone. And he said, if water can make such an impression on stone, then Torah can make such an impression on me. Fire, Torah, which is like fire, can have an impression on me. At 40 years old, he started with the olive bays with the kindergartners. He worked his way up for years and years to become one of the greatest sages in Israel. And they say he lived to 120. He taught Torah for many years. He lost 24,000 students, but then he rebuilt with five students. He was away from his wife for 24 years, learning, studying, analyzing, taking how hard he could to work on himself. Rabbi Kiva, fascinating character. So Rabbi Kiva teaches us, Rabbi Kiva Omer. Rabbi Kiva says, rosh, Mockery and levity. Margilin esa adam erva, custom a person to immorality. Too much laughter, too much lightheadedness is not good in life. You have to have a little bit of a serious head on your shoulders. It's good to laugh. It's good to have a good time, but not all the time, not all the day, not throughout all of your days. There's a time and a place for everything. Koalas teaches us eight ler code, eight chog, eight live code. There's a time for everything, a time to dance, a time to, to be happy, a time to cry. There's always a time for everything, but if there's too much, it's too much in the way. Masoras Yagla Torah. The Torah is a protective fence. The oral Torah is a protective fence around the Torah. Without the Talmud, without the Torah Shabbat Peh, which was written down by Rabbi Huda Nasi, Rabbi and the Mishnah and the Gemara itself by Ravina and Ravashi, once it was in danger of being lost, that is really a protective fence for us. When we see what they tell us, the sages tell us how to go about going about the Torah, that really can protect us and give a fence around the Torah. We know about Muxo, we want to avoid doing anything on Shabbos, even touching the electrical item could lead to doing even more transgressions, we need protective fences around these things. Masro Siagla Osher. Tithes are a protective fence for wealth. That the Torah says, Hashem says, the only time you could test me is with Sadaka. Aser to Aser, the double language, Aser Bishfil Shatit Asher. The Gemara teaches us, tithe in order that you become wealthy. Hashem says, why don't you test me and see if I don't open the storehouses of Shemayim if you tithe from your money to give to other people, to give to those around you. The only time we're allowed to metaphorically test Hashem. Tithes are a protective fence for wealth. Nidaram Siag Laprecious. Vows are a protective fence for abstinence. You take upon yourself something. I don't ever tell anyone to do Nidharm or Shavuot, God forbid. We say Kol uh, Nidre at Yom Kippur and we we to Atarsan Dharm by Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur time. But in general, when you think to yourself, what can you tell yourself in order to fence yourself in so that you don't go to an extreme? Those are a good element for many different people. Siag lechach mashtika. We turn around the wordage over here. We change around the verbiage of the Mishnah. Siag lechach mashtika. That it's better for a person to be silent. A protective fence for wisdom is silence. Better to be thought a fool than to open your mouth and actually be taught that you are a fool. Silence is really golden. We saw it in a different Mishnah also. That all my days, the sage said, I grew up amongst the Chachamim, and they said the best trait, the best quality, the best attribute was actually silence. So oftentimes, if someone's rebuking you, someone's trying to rip on you, 
someone's trying to get you down. If you respond without responding, you're silent or you respond in a soft-spoken way, that really tears them down because a lot of times they're looking for a rise. They're looking for how to get you agitated, how to get you upset. These bullies, these narcissists, these people in life that try to put you down, if you don't respond, if you're silent, or if you respond in a soft-spoken way, that really could cut them down. It's really the best way. Silence really is golden. And that applies with spouse relationships, with kid relationships, with friend relationships, and especially with interactions with coworkers and bosses. This far points out that Rabbi Akiva tells us that it is proper for man to consider and pay close attention to the principles of Zahirus, watchfulness, and Zerizus, and that's coming up in the future, but it also applies here because when we're alacritous and we understand how to go about ourselves, how to be involved in our life, we realize if we're zealous and we know how to find protective defenses around us, then we could avoid many different problems in life. So the Svarno also tells us that Rabbi Akiva first lists cautionary ways to ensure Zahir's watchfulness and Zeriza's zeal. He first states it's proper to guard against mockery and levity so as to protect one from immorality and to ensure the endurance of man intellectual philosophical powers and his good deeds as well as his wealth which is a necessary vessel for them he teaches us that we must zealously guard Torah by being careful of transmission tradition as our sages say as say simanos the Torah make marks mnemonic devices in the Torah Shabbos points out in the Gemara through tithes a person preserves his wealth as our sages say melach mamon chaser to preserve your wealth diminish it that comes from Gemara Kisuvos and as the prophet explains and exhorts us in God's name, Uvachanuni Nabazos, put me to test with that from Malachi. Vows are a protective fence for abstinence and a protective fence for wisdom is silence. The Tana also teaches us that vows are a protective fence around a person, ensuring distancing oneself from transgression, as the verse in Psalms states, I have sworn and I fulfill it to keep your righteous judgments. Rabbi Kiv also teaches us that the way to protect oneself from forgetfulness and error in the pursuit of wisdom is silence. Abstaining from unnecessary words and idle talk for these divert a person's application and attention to wisdom, bringing him to false and erroneous thoughts. And the notes point out, the Sforno explains the common theme of Rabbi Kiva's four cautionary teachings or protective fences. It is not sufficient for a person to merely recognize the significance of Torah, the value of wealth, the necessity to distance oneself from sin, and the importance of wisdom. These valuable treasures must be guarded, be it through oral transmission, tithes, vows, or silence. Otherwise... These material, intellectual, and spiritual assets will be endangered. At the beginning of the commentary on, the tech, on this and the next mission, the Svarno speaks of two character traits, that of Zahirus and Zerizus, watchfulness and zeal. These terms are defined, developed, and explained by Rabbi Moshe Chaim Lozata, the Ramchal, in the classic work of 18th century ethical philosophy in Messias Yisharim. He explains that Zahirus pertains to exercising great caution in the observance of negative commandments by scrutinizing one's actions to determine whether they are proper and good. The second principle Zerizus pertains to enhancing one's observance of positive commandments by exhibiting alacrity in the pursuit and fulfillment of mitzvahs. The Sforno explains that Rabbi Akiva sets the tone for this notion by first cautioning against mockery and levity. This kind of behavior hinders the heroes and Zerizus. The absence of these two positive traits will induce a person to pay scant attention to the finer goals set forth in this Mishnah, namely the pursuit of Torah knowledge, material well-being, voluntary abstinence, and wisdom. Regarding Simanos, marking the making marks in the Torah, which the Sorno cites an example of tradition, the sages describe great importance to this practice in Shabbos 104, where the Talmud states make marks in the Torah says to acquire it. Similarly, in Erevin, sages teach us that the Torah cannot be acquired without marks. This is based on their reading of the verse Sima B'Pm, place it in their mouths. Amended to read Simana instead of Sima. Do not read place in their mouths, but mark it for them as a means of introduction, which alludes to traditional teachings. So remember, in your life, avoid that, that mockery. Avoid that lightheartedness. Avoid the 
not caring about anything throughout all of your days. Understand that the 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 Torah Shabbat Ped, the the Talmud, really gives us protect defenses in our life. Understand that tithing, giving tzedakah, really is beneficial. Thinking how we could go our lives to avoid pitfalls in many areas, and understanding that silence is golden and one of the best things for us in our entire life. Join us next time as we talk about how beloved is man created in God's image here on the TTPA, and I'm your host, Tani.